This morning, I woke up feeling butterflies in my belly. The place of my solar plexus where I tend to store all my emotions before something exciting is about to happen. These last few months, I have been immersed in some heart-centered courses and in the journey of it, one of those courses found me. As a mother and a woman, I have always swirled around this innate wisdom of my body, especially my womb. And here I came across a course called Womb Sciences Immersion founded by Usha Anandi. It didn't make much sense to me at the time, but I felt this fundamental fuck yes, as if a doorway was being opened wide for me to walk through and dive into something that would be life-changing. So you can imagine the excitement I feel with my whole body as I get to sit here today and share this energetic space with Usha. We explore her journey, her teachings, and what my journey was like integrating some of what I learned from womb sciences. This is an episode you don't want to miss. And if you're a woman that is wanting to know more about the wisdom of her body, I really invite you to explore this and share this with a woman in your life. Thank you so much to each of you for being on this journey with me. I always am so thrilled to share these conversations because I feel like they are such medicine for the soul. And I hope through them, you're able to learn something that can help enhance your life. And without further ado, here is our conversation. Hi, everyone. I am so honored and excited to have Usha Anande today on my podcast. She is a teacher of a course that found me called Womb Sciences and the founder of Woman Wellness. She is a doula, an herbalist, a holistic nutritionist, and so many more things. And she delivers her teachings in such a way that is digestible, backed by science, and creates space for a spiritual perspective as well. Welcome to the show, Usha. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Jenny, for having me. I'm really grateful to be here with you. I wanted to open the conversation by sharing a bit of how I came across Womb Sciences Immersion. And it was a six-week program. I was not expecting to experience the transformation and all of the prolific downloads that I got while I immersed myself in it. and. I just would love to know how you came about creating such a profound course that could offer up a space for women to meet themselves in a way that is so gentle. And yet I found it to be so intriguing. Like I was thirsty for all the information as if I couldn't get enough. Mm, Thank you for that question. And I love hearing about your journey and you know, I, I love you were so vocal and sharing about your journey the whole time. And it was just <laughs> so beautiful to read your shares and to read what you're receiving from the course. I'll say that womb sciences really was this birthing. It was this, it was born out of me with real, no real planning beforehand. I just told my business partner, Camille, I was like, I need to create this online course. And there was no, who is this for? Or like, what is the purpose of this? It was just a real creative birth. And it was a culmination of the work that I was doing in in in-person trainings with women for years prior. So I would teach yoga teacher trainings. I would teach facilitator trainings. And it was like the most important information that I felt like I wanted the world to hear. And I love what you shared, Jenny, that it was like, you just couldn't get enough. And I feel like 
the wisdom that is shared in our six-week womb sciences immersion isn't my wisdom. It's all of our wisdom. It's this collective feminine awareness, body literacy, consciousness to know how our bodies work and to know how to take care of ourselves as women. And these mysteries that are often shouted in so much shame for us, it's this collective consciousness that when we go into womb sciences, we're just kind of tapping into that, this spring, this well of wisdom. So for me, it was just this birthing. Like I just got out of the way and let it happen. (laughs) I love that so much because I can truly feel the intention behind, I don't even know if you'd call it a mission, but what you birth through that deep innate knowing Mm -hmm. is so powerful. And it's so evident in the reflection of the feedback of the community you've created. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that has been so, I want to say nourishing in my journey of it is this community. Every woman there shows up with their vulnerability and they're not afraid to ask their questions. There's no judgment. And we offer up our own nectar and wisdom collectively. And it's, it is truly such medicine for the soul, like nothing I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. And so I always say it's like the course I didn't know I was looking for because I truly feel like it found me in divine time. And I'm just so thankful it exists. Mm, thank you for that. And it is, you use the perfect word nectar. Like I just took five days off. I went camping with my family. I just got offline, you know, and this morning I was on meetings and I was in our private Facebook groups, you know, for womb sciences. And I was just in it before our call, just looking at the shares and seeing the photos and the videos and the stories. And on our meeting this morning, I had my hands on my heart and I like was getting all giddy and they stopped and they're like, Usha, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm reading the posts from the women in our community, you know, and how powerful that is to go into an online space like Facebook, you know, that isn't a place that I like to hang out and to feel that connection. So thanks for naming that. I, I feel so deeply nourished by it too. There's one thing that really stands out for me at the start, even in the free period course that you offered, but the throat connection with the vagina and how it is interconnected by the vagus nerve. And so any tension, like I see this clearly on my worksheet with the blank space, like tension in the jaw equals tension in the womb. And so to hear all of your expression of this container you've created and how all of that energetically lines up through our vagus nerve and all the chakras and how you explained it in our courses is so beautiful to see in real life. And I would love for you to just share with our listeners the significance of the throat and womb connection. If there's one thing you could say about it, because I thought like when I heard that, I was just blown away. Mm, Yes. I love that. And I, you know, just happen. I always have this on my desk. So I have a pelvic (laughs) model right here so I can use that. Yeah. So two places in our body that most of us don't know are linked are the womb and the throat or the jaw and the pelvis. And so when we are developing inside of our mother's wombs, already these two areas are connected. So one single cell is created and on this cell forms two indentations. And from those two indentations, 
who created the urogenital tract, so the area of the pelvis and the area of the larynx and the jaw. So the jaw and the pelvis, even from this time, are connected. And eventually the spine develops and separates the two places, but the link remains. And then we have a really strong fascial connection, which is connective tissue that runs. It connects here at the back of our pelvis, the most bottom, most reaching part of our pelvis called the coccyx or the tailbone. And if you're someone who is kinesthetic and you learn by touching or doing, you can even touch your tailbone right now. Just place your hand on the back of your pelvis, reach your middle finger down towards your butt crack to be, (laughs) and you'll find your coccyx there. And so from this point connects our fascia and it goes up through the midline of our body. And this specific line of fascia connects and ends here at the tongue. So In short, whatever is happening in our jaw, if we're grinding our teeth at night, if we have clicking or popping in our jaw when we yawn or open our mouths or chew or talk, it's likely that this tension is mirrored in the muscles of our pelvic diaphragm. So the jaw and the womb are connected. And for most of us, we don't have much awareness in our womb. So it can be easier sometimes to realize, you know, and you can even take your fingers and just lovingly touch the sides of your jaw here and just notice like, do you feel a big knot of tension? Do you feel some bulging on the sides, maybe the left side more than the right? Just really getting to know your jaw and know what's going on there. And then you can track if there is tension there. If there is tension in your jaw and you do feel the grinding of the teeth, the clicking or popping, it's likely that there is also tension in the womb space. So these two areas are connected. And even if we look at the energetic system of the chakras, which you brought up, we see that this connection is the same. The symbol used for the womb is a upward facing half moon. And the symbol for the throat is a full moon, which symbolizes that connection. So it's not just about tension, Jenny. It's about how much ease do we feel in speaking our truth and in birthing our truth into the world. And it's not just about truth that's easy to communicate. It's about the truth also and the wisdom that is bitter medicine, but is activating, is difficult to deliver, but is important to say. And so when we work on the jaw, we're working on the womb. When we work on the womb, we're working on the jaw. So through these practices that we share in womb sciences, it's often a lot of ease and relaxation that is felt in these areas. So that's just like a little behind the scenes of how (laughs) these two areas are connected. I feel like that's a whole podcast that we could talk about. It really is. And that's, it's just so incredible because it makes me think of any time, even in the starting of the birthing of this podcast and energetically how I felt so much action in my solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And when I was able to place that in my heart and see it from a space of unconditional love versus fear, if for example, like my belief system that may have kept me small or in stagnation, And then being able to actually express that through the throat, the throat being a portal of the fullest expression of our creativity and our truth and the things that we birth from those deep rooted places, which I can't help, could be further connected to the earth, which takes us to our ancestral lineage. And then it's like one whole beautiful system of interconnection. Mm, Absolutely. I love that story. 
I love how in the course too, you talked about ancestral wisdom. And one takeaway that really stuck with me is how you explained that on a cellular level, our story begins when our grandmother is pregnant with the, I believe it was the five month fetus of our mothers because that five month fetus has all the exits that it would need to carry on the next generation. And so how this might affect us in the way of how we live and what we inherit in the way of the stories we inherit, the belief systems. I just think that is so incredible. And so many of us are walking around subconsciously with triggers and limitations, not knowing where they come from. And I know how this feels because I've experienced this. And it was only through going inward that I was able to heal that. And it's ongoing. Like it, it never ends, but just my relationship with that has shifted. How has this been an important aspect of the program for you to incorporate? Because it, it is so fundamental. Yeah, it is, you know, and it was really put into the course without much forethought of like, okay, I, I always tried to give <clears throat> my students an understanding of where they're coming from and where they are now, you know, and, and where they are now, where that might be coming from, you know, where is that tension that you're holding in your jaw coming from, or that story that you're not enough? Is that just yours or does it come from someone before you, you know, who before you felt this way? And yet I was really surprised at the incredible, overwhelming breakthroughs that women were having, even in that first week, like first week of wound sciences is like <laughs> ancestral healing. There's so much, There's you know, so, much. so many breakthroughs, so many posts, so many women sharing because it's undeniable that we are an extension of our ancestors. And through teaching this course, you know, I'm always, I'm an eternal student. I'm always deepening into this course. Like you could spend lifetimes just exploring these different topics and practices. And so for me, it's been really incredible and humbling to recognize how powerful ancestral healing really is. And I think I didn't fully make the connection for myself until I was pregnant with my daughter mm. and being pregnant with her. I had this overwhelming fear of dying in childbirth. And, wow. you know, I'm a doula. I've been to many, many births. I believe that birth is natural. In most cases, it's not dangerous. And so that feeling of dying in childbirth and the total fear of giving birth was really rubbing up against my mindset and my beliefs that I had created in this life for myself. And so I questioned, where is this coming from? And then following up my maternal line, I remember that my great grandmother, her name was Sarah, she died in childbirth, mm. giving birth to my grandmother's younger brother. So my grandmother at age four was orphaned. And this was during the Great Depression. So she not only lost her mom, but because of you know the financial poverty, her family and her siblings were sent off to like different aunts and uncles and relatives. So she not only lost her mother, but she also lost her home and her sense wow. of togetherness. And what's so funny, Jenny, is that 
I would play games with my friends when we were younger. We would play a game called sisters where we just pretended we were sisters and we would go outside and pick herbs, you know, and we're witches in training. But the name I would always choose for myself was Sarah. I had no connection to that. I didn't know that story at that time. And so for me, there was such a deep aha moment, a really embodied experience of, wow, I am feeling this for my lineage and I am healing this so that I can move through this pattern and so that everyone in my lineage can too. You know, and that's what we're doing in womb sciences. We're repatterning. We're coming from the place of, you know, my story of fearing birth or some people's story is having painful periods. We're never talking about sex. And these are the patterns we've inherited. And then ancestral healing work gives us that opportunity to repattern, to take a moment and say, is this mine? Yeah. And am I in alignment with this? And if I'm not, let me choose a different way. That is so big. I feel like, and I want to thank you so much for sharing that story. When you said the name you always chose was Sarah, I, I like got tingles all over my body. And for me, it mirrors my own motherhood experience. And I'm 39 now, but I had Koa when I was 37 and he came to me in my dreams probably like towards the end of my third trimester, he told me he was coming early and he told me his name. And I just believe that motherhood is such a portal through which there is a lot of depth and connection to that lineage. And just in my experience of your course alone of exploring the ancestral work before I even knew your course existed, I felt the connection of my grandmother on my mom's side. But the only remembrance I have of her is that she came from Hawaii to care for me in my first year of life. And I've always had this desire and and draw to Hawaii, not because of the beaches. Yes, that's beautiful too. And all those things, but especially now I feel it so strongly. So when I saw that, that was the first module. I was just like, this is so funny. And I would ask my mom for information. Like, do you have any photos of her? Do you have anything you could share stories, anything? And she's like, I'm sorry, everything's in storage. And it was such a long time ago. She's no longer with us. And then like three days into the ancestral module, her photo appeared on my mom's phone out of thin air, like a photo she had downloaded she said probably six years ago and it just showed up on her screen and she's like I think your grandmother's trying to speak with you because this is this is her coming through and it was not just a photo of her it was a photo of her like around my age looking very regal and just this Hawaiian beautiful dress and just I see so much of my son in her face and I don't know it's just like it gets me emotional and I don't know that I would have ever discovered that if there wasn't this space for me to really sit with that information and why there was this energetic pull here. Mm-hmm. So I, I thank you again for creating that space. And one thing that I love that I remember from our course is that you speak a lot about how the ovaries are the portal through which our inner creativity is expressed in our outward creativity of the world. And I might be saying that wrong, but I just love how all of it is so connected and you stress so much that we're conditioned to believe that our body is made up of all these different systems, the heart system, the adrenal system, the stomach system. And while that may be true, it's unbelievable how much they all work so hard together 
and what you say about the body prioritizing survival over thrival and just our role in it and how much there is available for us to recollect. Mm -hmm. And I just want to speak a little bit about that because I think that's such a, a beautiful thing to anchor into because not only it can feel disempowering if we're running around like unconsciously not knowing what wants to come to the surface. And it can also be the portal through which we access a lot of liberation and expansion. So I would love to hear from you the significance of that. And if there's anything you could speak to in regards mm. to that. Yes, I love that. I think that in our world, you know, and at least I'll say my world, because there's many worlds that converge, you know, we all have different realities. And in my world, you know, and in my lineage, the womb was always a place that was not talked about. I never learned about my periods, even though my mom is a nurse and she knew, you know, I never saw my mom have a period even though she was bleeding all of my adolescence. I never saw her take out a tampon or use a pad. So it was a a silent thing. Mm -hmm. And then by the time my period came around, it was painful. I hated it. Like I didn't know how to take care of myself. And so the womb is often a place that we orient to first because it's causing us pain or because it's causing us shame because we think of it maybe as a weak point, you know, thinking about being more tired on your period or thinking about, you know, your sexuality and how you may feel shame or dirty or whatever stories we carry. So in my world, I always oriented to my womb as a place that was supposed to be hidden. That was shameful. This is kind of mysterious place that I didn't know how it worked. So when I would get things like bacterial vaginosis or a yeast infection, you know, or my period would be irregular or something would happen, I would feel completely hopeless and completely powerless because something was happening in my body, but I didn't know how it worked. And because it was a shameful place, I wasn't really supposed to talk about it. Even with my friends, you know, I remember my friends in high school, we didn't talk about our periods. You know, we didn't talk about our womb health. It was something that was hush hush. And so it's really a powerful reprogramming to look at our wounds as a source of power rather than a source of shame. And to recognize that each of our body systems do not exist in a vacuum, that our womb is not out of balance just on its own. Right. That if we're having womb issues, the entire body is connected here, you know? And I was on the pill for almost five years. And it was really that journey that brought me to this path. And I always say, like, I never chose this. I still some days don't even want to choose this. <laughs> I wanted to like do musical theater and you know, I had other plans. And yet, this health crisis. And just kind of getting skirted through the medical system of going to doctor after doctor and specialist after specialist, right? This specialist knows a lot about reproductive health, but they don't know anything about my cystic acne that I'm having all over my face, mm-hmm. right? This specialist knows a lot about the GI tract, the gastrointestinal tract, knows a lot about digestion, but they don't know anything about my painful periods. Right. So most of us, 
find that the medical providers that we can access are incredibly specialized and they do have their places, but they're very separatist in the way that they approach the body. And so for me, what I found was that my womb health and my cystic acne were connected. My womb health and my digestive issues were connected. My womb health and my inability to rest Mm. was connected. And so looking at the body as a whole body, whole systems, as all of these systems are working together and orienting to the womb and just holding that potential. Like if you're listening and you hear me say your womb is a place of power, you might be rolling your eyes or scoffing, you know, or thinking like, (laughs) yeah, but how, but holding that potential that maybe it is, and that maybe everything you've learned about your womb thus far, it may be inaccurate. It may be through a lens of patriarchy. It may be through a lens of shame and guilt from this lifetime or from your ancestors. And so holding that potential that perhaps your womb is a place of power, is a place of wisdom, is a place where you can connect to the primordial energy of life that creates all things. So today, I feel so grateful to have a womb and to know that that is my center. That is my sanctuary. That's the place I get to come back to when everything outside is insane and the whole world feels like it's burning down. I have this place that I can come back to and rest. I love that. And I'm just breathing into everything you just said. I could feel my womb pulsing as you speak, as if you were echoing a song that she knows. Mm. I was really awakened in this course. I just want to touch base before we wrap up because I think it's so, so powerful, but just our connection with nature. You mentioned earlier when we were talking about the chakras and lunar living or how the throat represented by the full moon and just how the light of the moon really does affect our circadian rhythm and how our flow flows. So I would just love for you to just speak a bit about that and how for women to find their way back to nature as medicine and to celebrate that point of access through which it's available to all of us and how this can really help us tend to our hardened edges and ground us back to a place where we can find that nectar of the earth and how this could help us through our cycles as women. I love that question. Thank you. And I I love what you shared, Jenny, of like, this is a song, an echo of a song of my womb that like my womb knows. You said it so beautifully, but that really is what this is. There's a reason why when we hear about our menstrual cycles, which we'll talk about in a second, or we hear this wisdom, there's a feeling inside of us of like, okay, you know, maybe this isn't my lived experience, but there's somewhere inside me, somewhere really deep that knows this. Mm. And that there's a deep, ah, a yes, a coming home. I love what you shared there. Thank you. I think that, you know, as we talk about our connection as women to nature, it's really important to remember that we are nature. We're not only connected to it, but we are nature. And this is something that religion and patriarchy and capitalism has done really well at disconnecting us from and our minds also do well at disconnecting us from, you know, I grew up Irish Catholic and one of the kind of beliefs there, I I don't know if it's 
specifically in the text, but one of the beliefs that I inherited was that the whole world was created for man, Mm. you know? And so that kind of gives you the idea that we're somehow at the top of the hierarchical chain and that the world is here for us. And you can think about just how much that orients you to using the world rather than recognizing your reciprocal relationship with it. Right. So when I did a lot of ancestral healing work myself and started connecting back with my pre-Christian Irish roots and the indigenous goddess-based culture that is Irish Celtic earth-based wisdom, there is that recognition that we are a part of nature. And there's a reason why when you go into nature, you know, and you spend a day off your screen and you're watching, you know, if I look out the window right now, I can see some butterflies in my garden and some calendula and bloom and the wind rustling through one of the apple trees. And there's this deep sense of, oh yeah, this is where I belong. Mm -hmm. So just like, Nature exists outside of us. Nature is within us because we are a part of nature. We are animals. And just like nature has seasons, we also have seasons within us. And these seasons are embodied in our monthly menstrual cycle. So just like there are four seasons, winter, spring, summer, and fall, these four seasons are within us as well. And we experience each of these seasons within one lunar calendar if we have a regular cycle. And it's embodied scientifically, it's called we have our ultradian, our circadian, and our infradian rhythm. So it's called our infradian rhythm. So we have these different rhythms that our body moves by. Mm. And one of the rhythms besides the infradian rhythm, which is our menstrual cycle that we move by is our circadian rhythm. And we were talking about, you know, the moon and the menstrual cycle connection. Yeah. And one of the main changes we've had in our modern world and something that interplays with our hormones and our sleep wake cycles so much is artificial light. And you notice, like if you stay up late, you know, you've put the kids to bed and you're scrolling on Instagram on your phone, it's hard to go to sleep afterwards. Right. And there's a reason why. And that's because light is a powerful awakener to our brain. It stimulates the brain and sends signals <clears throat> to our brain that we are meant to stay awake because our brain, which is ancient and primal and our nervous system and our entire body has not evolved to account for the technology that has just developed in the last 150 years or so. Right. So we see a computer screen, we see a phone screen and we think, ah, it's daytime. I should stay awake. Mm -hmm. And so this not only impacts our sleep-wake cycles called our circadian rhythm, which is our 24-hour sleep-wake cycle. So when we go to sleep, when we wake up, but it also impacts our menstrual cycle as well. And that's one of the reasons why we, in my experience, like in my practice, one of the reasons why I see so many different menstrual challenges and just hormonal challenges in general, because our hormones are so related to our sleep-wake cycles and the quality of our sleep. And so before artificial light, what was the biggest source of light? 
it was either the sun or the moon. Wow. And so the moon and the menstrual cycle are still so connected. And if you go somewhere where there's not a lot of artificial light, you'll really feel this. And research even shows that on the full moon, most people get much less sleep because there's less melatonin because we have such strong sources of light. That is so fascinating. I never even thought of it that way. And I just love everything you said because it explains, well, it's another reason to add why we shouldn't scroll before bedtime and how how important sleep really is. Mm. Before you go, my last question is, what could you offer listeners? What is one message you would love to impart based on your experience, your lived experience of your journey and what you've come to know about the world and yourself and humanity? Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Let me just breathe with that for a second. I think something, you know, that I've just been practicing that I need to be reminded is that we're a part of it all. And that maybe we've just come here to experience what it's like to be alive rather than to strive to find our purpose or to do something great. Maybe just we're here and meant to be here to just enjoy being here. I love that. Thank you so much. Where can we find you? Yes. So so you can follow us on Instagram at womb and wellness. And, you know, I'm always on the phone with like my bank or my credit card company. And they're like, woman. And I'm like, yes. So I'll spell it out for you. It's W-O-M-B, like womb, E-N, woman wellness. So you can find us on Instagram. You can connect with us at womanwellness.com. And then if you're interested in the six-week womb sciences online immersion that Jenny spoke so much about, thank you you can go to www.wombsciences.com and you can find more about the course there. Thank you, Usha. I love you. I am so appreciative that my life intersected with yours and I can't wait to continue learning from you. Jenny, thank you so much for this time. I, I just really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you.